0: This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his
1: guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting in my home with a great guest. He is an awesome musician, Van William. Thanks for having me here. It's an honor. Thank you for doing this. Uh, For people who don't know you... Can you tell people a little bit about, like, who you are, what you do, where they can hear your wonderful music?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Van, uh, my full name, Van William Pierzalowski, but recently ditched the 13-letter long <laughs> last name uh, for my solo project. Pierzelowski. Pier- okay. very, very good pronunciation. Only there. because
1: um, I'm repeating what you just
0: said. <laughs> Five seconds from now, I will murder you. Yeah, it, it took me until about third grade to learn how to spell <laughs> it, um, but luckily my parents gave me a very short first name to kind of balance the books (laughs) a little bit but yeah I'm a musician Um, I've been in bands um, since I was in college started touring right after college in a band called Port O'Brien and toured you know constantly for five or six years and then formed another a rock band called Waters Um, Um, and then similarly touring behind that for years and then Last year, I launched uh, my solo project um, called Van Williams. So it'd been, the record came out in January. And um, I've been touring behind it since then. Nice. So, and yeah, and all of that uh, good stuff is on vanwilliammusic.com.
1: Yeah, and I would recommend checking it out, uh, as I did, because we met through strange, circuitous Star Wars memes. Yes. And then was like, all right. Yeah. It, uh, and, and our mutual friend Ken is like, this great musician came on Collider Jedi Council. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. And we got to meet. And then I listened to the music, and it was great. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes there's all that fear of like, oh, wow, I met this person. They're really great. I haven't heard their stuff yet. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but it was really great it was uh, totally up my alley uh and you offered me lots of different cool obsessions yeah i'm a kind of obsessive person (laughs) perfect (laughs) perfect Uh, that is uh it's interesting in the podcast because sometimes people come on they're like i'm real obsessive and other people like i don't have any obsessions yeah no everybody i think is a little obsessed but they Mm -hmm. define it differently but i think having talked to you yes yeah. You, you can you, see you the fire. There. You can see the fire in my eyes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and the obsession we ran with, because I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, is the Dodgers. Yes, baseball in general, but baseball the Dodgers in, yeah. in particular. Right exactly
0: yeah which is kind of outside of my general aesthetic as a human being it's (laughs) like i'm I'm you know i have a deep star wars and nerdery and i have been for most of my life i'm really into twin peaks which we already bonded about a little bit of the schmo down and um i'm also really into politics and music and stuff and um i'm not i've never identified really with like bro (laughs) <laughs> or sports or any of that kind yeah. of stuff it was always I was always kind of turned off by the whole world but baseball in particular since I was a little kid has always um, been this source of um of passion for me and in my later years my obsession with it has kind of changed and morphed and evolved and i'm kind of uh, surprised that it's still as rampant as it ever has been it's like oh, just on okay. the way over here i was listening <laughs> to the dodger game and literally like sweating i was so nervous listening oh, like to the for, game. The,
1: for the dodgers yeah like, come on. okay well let's go yeah. back to the beginning and then we'll, we'll come up to to the present day of the sweating for the dodgers in your car <laughs> what how did it start you said as a child uh did, you didn't grow up in Los Angeles, or did you? Do you moved around, right?
0: Yeah, I grew up in a small town in California called Cambria, which okay. is like
1: right in between San Francisco and L.A. Yes, uh, for eight months of the year, my wife and I uh, had our uh, was that tenth? Yes, tenth. Oh, our tenth think... uh, wedding anniversary was a little trip to Cambria. It's a very good anniversary yeah. spot. Yeah, growing
0: up, it's pretty boring <laughs> but then as you
1: get older you start to appreciate it yeah. for other
0: reasons but yeah it's to the mile in between san francisco and la um and my dad grew up down down here in la in the valley and okay he, so he was a dodger fan growing up and so he was always kind of listening to the games um when when it was baseball season and you know would have them on tv so i think from a very early age the seed kind of got in yeah. my brain um, and then i started playing baseball when i was a kid um and i played you know basketball too, or whatever just like you know when i was like seven or eight or whatever okay. but i was all i was never that into it but baseball from a very early age i was like i looked in the mirror and i was like i am going to be a professional baseball player
1: <laughs> okay so you were sure that this was i was a, your totally sure i mean wow. come on man <laughs> how old <laughs> like six
0: uh probably from six or seven yeah okay yeah and i, t- I took it very seriously <laughs> as a seven-year-old were you
1: good well here's the a thing player. about
0: growing up in a small town is that you can be the b- i was the best baseball player in all of in Cambodia. my town okay and so that fulfilled me that filled me with this false hope false like um knowledge that I was really 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 good <laughs> um and then as soon as we started like playing people from actual big cities, I was like, oh my god,
1: you uh, just kidding. I'm just incredibly mediocre <laughs> I'm on the lower end of mediocre <laughs> when did the mediocre uh realization probably high school okay
0: yeah I mean I, I was still good in high school yeah. um, and uh, I was a pitcher and played shortstop and um, but then yeah as soon as like I, I was on some like all-star team for our uh, county okay and we would play bigger counties
1: and I, I just was it was just embarrassing <laughs> completely embarrassing uh, well you got a lot uh, farther along than I did because I had that <laughs> brief dalliance uh, being an artsy kid and being a nerdy yeah. kid of like well baseball's not as aggressive as other Mm -hmm. sports like literally literally physically so there was like that well maybe because i'd like to be Mm -hmm. one of the fellows and you know my dad (laughs) got me a a catcher's mitt and he wasn't a sporty guy either and we would throw the ball around in the yard and then i think finally i like played one game and i it it was just terrible i had no hand eye coordination Mm -hmm. and i remember specifically feeling bad and telling my parents like if the twins let me play, I wouldn't be of any help to them, <laughs> like, which is just sort of a ridiculous thought. But I remember feeling really guilty of like, I just got to be able to help out a little bit. Like I can't even do that. That's so sweet. I'll make it worse. Uh, so that, then it was it for baseball for me. So did you decide then when you, you had your mediocre uh, mm-hmm. revelation? Yeah. Did that turn you off from baseball it, when you're like, of- this isn't going to be for me as a career?
0: Yeah, kind of. It, it, it kind of jointly happened with uh, getting more into music. And yeah. I was really into, um, in high school, started so getting really into writing and playing in bands. And I uh, was, was was really into punk rock. And, and my kind of punk friends, my music friends, thought I was like really lame for playing baseball. <laughs> and uh, my baseball friends thought I was like really weird and lame for being a musician and being in like drama and stuff, and um, and my one Star Wars nerd friend just didn't care about any of it. Um, <laughs> he was in a galaxy far, far away by yeah. himself. Uh, but uh, I, I just was more passionate about music. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I, I don't want to practice after school every single day for yeah. baseball. And so senior year, I actually decided not to play, um, which was a big. Big decision. And yeah. uh, the coach actually, because I mean, although I, you know, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't good for Cambria, I was. And so the coach, I remember, like, pulled me aside um, at lunchtime one time and had a meeting with me uh, and tried to convince me to play. And um, I remember, like, feeling weird about. My dad, my parents are always really supportive of whatever I want to do, but my dad was always involved in baseball and stuff. And I knew, like, it would be kind of sad for him. Um, So there was a lot of pressure. I tried to uh, make a deal with the coach, and I was like, well, I'll play but I don't want to practice so cocky uh, and he was just
1: like well no <laughs> so then I was like all right this I, I'm is not gonna uh, this is such an awesome life I, like, I've only watched the first like half of the first season of the the CW show Riverdale yeah there's almost literally a scene like this really where Archie wants to play music and he <laughs> wow. but he also wants to be it's football there he yeah. also wants to be in the football team sorry yeah. for the Riverdale spoilers no. uh, listeners this is in like the first five episodes of that movie He's like, I can't be captain. I can play for you, but I can't be captain because my music means (laughs) Duma. That was honestly, that was
0: honestly my vibe. I could see the coaches like,
1: who's like, kind of more this like redneck kind of guy just looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about music? You know? Did you tell your coach? Do you honestly have that scene of like? I'm sorry, Coach. My my music's yeah,
0: yeah. I I really did That's say awesome. something
1: like that. I was just
0: like, you know, I don't have time for this. I want to focus on music, and I could see him just being like, oh my god, like what he really <laughs> wanted to tell me was like, full of like you know homophobic
1: slurs and things. But um,
0: it you know it was that yeah, and that was it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, did you then continue to listen to baseball and enjoy it, or was that kind of like uh, sad?
0: That was a, the beginning of. Uh, A dark period in my baseball (laughs) obsession, I would say. Um, I kind of forgot about baseball for a little while uh, through college. Um, I... You know, before and after when my like whole mood of my day would kind of like be attached to whether or not the Dodgers won or lost for for five years or so. I didn't even know who was on the team. I never cared. I I had no idea what was going on. It was completely foreign to me at that period. Um, And part of that was just like being in college and and then getting really serious about music and like there's no, no time to, you know, no way. Um, so yeah, it, that, there was a period there after I stopped playing where I, um, I, I lost it.
1: Yeah. I lost the obsession. How did it come back then?
0: It came back um, when I was touring, uh, with Port O'Brien. our bass player, um, at the time was, a giants fan the san francisco giants okay. and they're the main rivals of the dodgers and they have been since like the late 1800s when both teams were in new york and um
1: <laughs> i knew that the dodgers had moved from brooklyn yeah i didn't, I didn't realize uh, excuse giants my well. ignorance i didn't yeah. realize that they had all, all moved to the west coast yeah around the <laughs> same couple of years okay it could have actually been the
0: same year um and so he was really into the Giants and he'd be watching the games. And I was like, none of my other musician friends, we had been touring for about a year or two or okay. a couple of years. And he had just joined the band. Um, and no, none of my other musician friends had been interested in any sports at all. <laughs> it was like... Like anti-interest, know. like oh, against yeah, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. It was like unheard of to like any sports yeah. at that time. Um, and then I was like, wait, what? you like? baseball and then i started like looking over his shoulder at some of the games you know he'd be streaming them online and i was like oh my god yeah and then i slowly started to like re uh, acquaint myself with who was on the team and started listening and then i got an account uh, through mlb like gave me a free account because of the band and like i was just like getting really and then quickly i was like oh my god yeah i can't believe i've been sleeping on this this is like an incredible thing yeah an incredible like a uh, gift to enrich my life
1: to come back and yeah. uh, did it in your uh adulthood did mm-hmm. it feel like it fit more naturally with all of your other like like you're just uh, making yourself a fully molded person so you can choose i like star wars this much? I like baseball this much and there's no clicks or anything to prove anything to you?
0: Exactly. I think, you know, growing up it's like everything is so compartmentalized for yeah. in terms of like I am, you know, like this kind of like mono identity of like yeah. either I'm a nerd or I'm a musician or I'm a jock or whatever. Uh, and I think that affected me a lot when I was a kid. And then when I was you know, graduated college and like was, you know, becoming an adult, I was just like well, that's so dumb. Like I like all these things <laughs> uh, yeah. and there's room for everything. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that was a big part of it. And then also at the time what hooked me kind of in baseball rehooked me was this sort of new way to think about the game which is still somehow uh, controversial in the baseball community um and it's just an, an advanced way of looking at statistics okay uh, and a way to analyze the game that didn't i didn't even you know know about when i was a kid it yeah. hadn't been invented really since moneyball if um that's kind of the mainstream um awareness of of what i'm talking about which okay. is a real a really true real true thing that is what started it okay um Brad Pitt started, started it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I became really obsessed with... Um, I've always been into, like, numbers and data and yeah. stuff like that.
1: And so that was kind of what hooked me, re-hooked me into it as an adult, added an extra layer yeah, to it. Yeah, so is this... Um... Like just all of the stats of the player of batting average and how long their shinbone is and like just like yeah. all of the different things.
0: Well, so the thing that's so incredible to me about baseball beyond just being an incredible, dramatic thing to watch on television, I think it's some of the best television um, is that when it, if at it, first if you don't know the rules or if you vaguely know the rules or and you don't know it that deeply, if you were to watch it, it's just boring. Right. I totally get how like, people say it's You have boring. to like
1: appreciate the tension yeah. of uh, a great game is there's no hits, right? Exactly. I and mean, that's the yeah. tension you have to invest yeah. in.
0: And to to kind of more fully appreciate that tension and to invest yourself in it, you the more you learn about the strategies and the uh, the numbers of it, the more intense it gets. Okay. And so for example, back in the day, the only statistics that people would talk about were batting average, RBIs. Um, Pitcher wins and losses. Okay, and now as a um, baseball, along with you know everything else in the world, really has been more data driven. People are realizing that those stats actually are garbage, more or less. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and that there are these whole new fangled, um, advanced sabermetrics ways of um, analyzing uh, what how good a baseball player is, essentially, okay. um, that rely a lot more on like very deep, nerdy-level math formulas. Um, <laughs> the a nerds lot of the, really yeah, taken back yeah. to sports. And so yeah. a lot of the old-school like jocks and still a lot of people on like sports radio and some of these old-timers are completely allergic to all this okay. and think it's ruining the game and they they're talking trash about it all the time, and like, these nerds are taking over baseball and blah blah blah. <laughs> but meanwhile, the actual people in charge of all the teams are using these. Right Except to they're make, not like looking at RBIs, on... they're not looking at pitcher wins, which okay. mean nothing really. Yeah, uh, they're looking at things like um, WAR and OPS plus and WRC plus, which are like would take me like a whole hour to explain how you calculate. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, just
1: take me through a little bit, uh, not all the statistics, yeah. but like with these statistics in your mind mm-hmm. a uh, a batter is up in a pitcher is facing them and you're enjoying yeah. this tension because you know that this pitcher has war whatever like <laughs> what what makes that really exciting we're like holy shit that yeah. guy costanza has got yeah. you know this stat what what are those stats that make that uh, a a confrontation exciting to you
0: yeah i mean i guess in terms of the the, mainly, the stats make me appreciate the game on a more macro level more. Okay. Um, in terms of like the micro level, in terms of just like this one at bat, I still am just so deeply invested in the just the human drama of it. Okay. This, um, so it doesn't take away from the story. You're still no, there for yeah, that. absolutely. And that's another thing that the you know it's not this dichotomy um, that the kind of old timers want it to be. Okay. The, the the people on 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 the good on the light side of the force <laughs> are actually like no that that stuff is still cool too. It's just kind of embellished by these new right statistics
1: the technical truth of Mm -hmm. midi-chlorians don't make the force any less mystical exactly that's exactly what it is (laughs) that's exactly
0: what it is um so yeah i you know you can you can look at for example just to give you like um say one example so much of baseball is just luck there's a lot of it that is luck there's a lot of it that's based on you know somebody is um they're going through a period of slump right where they're not getting a lot of good hits um and you'll think that they're like um, their batting average is way lower, but they're actually hitting the ball just as hard. It as just happens to be going into the player's mitts or whatever, right. where they're fo- just in matter of inches. It's a game of inches. So you can, with a lot of these advanced stats, you can kind of look look at these um, little min- minute details and be like, well, clearly he's going to break out of this. Like it's not an right. act- it's not actually something he's doing wrong or something mentally. It's just he's going through a period of bad luck, and so okay. you can kind of look at it and see like BABIP is, is what I'm talking about here. For example, if there's any uh, baseball nerds listening, yeah, BABIP, BABIP, B-A-B-I-P. Um, and there's (laughs) a way to kind of like look through that lens or for example, um, some you know there's 30 professional baseball teams right in the, in major league baseball all of them play in different uh fields right in their right. hometowns and the fields aren't uniform uh in terms of the outfield fence for okay. example it's not like all the center field is 400 feet everywhere okay some are 400 some are 320 some are 380 okay some, wow. it's totally dependent on the on the stadium so a home run is a different thing in different stadiums exactly okay. exactly and wow. also like for example the stadium in denver where the rockies play it's a mile high basically so the ball Carries way more. So there's way more home runs in Denver. So, how do you judge a player? Um, a hitter that's based that plays half his time in Colorado versus half the time, say, in Dodger Stadium, which is okay. like a more pitcher-friendly park. If you just look at the number of home runs, it's not going to be a really right. a valuable assessment of the player's power because okay. one is playing in a field that the air is thin, right? <laughs> and the other player... So there's, there's a lot of these stats now kind of adjust for the parks. Oh, nice. So they factor in, they kind of weight home runs and power... Um, based on uh, a very deep analysis of whether or not the park is hitter-friendly or pitcher-friendly. Okay, that's really
1: cool. All right, so I think I have a good sense of your baseball obsession. Let's get a little bit specifically into the Dodgers. So. What makes the Dodgers unique to you? Why do you is it just the the old home team? They remind you of your childhood and your father or is there something more? That's definitely a part, a big part of it, obviously. Um, and I've thought
0: a lot about this. I think that <laughs> a lot of sports fans out there, they just love their team and yeah. that's they don't question or whatever they just love their team and they buy all the
1: swag and that's it's them like kind of pick a, but, uh, a horse and run with yeah, it. yeah right? but
0: i have always been kind of confused by my <laughs> own allegiance it's like why okay i'm like an adult human yeah i have all these <laughs> things in my life that are going on why on earth am i in a bad mood i if the dodgers <laughs> lose a game they yeah. play 162 games a year in the regular season they
1: play 162 yeah. games almost every day i did not realize yeah.
0: wow so one loss who cares yeah but it will re- seriously affect my mood really yeah it will affect my mood if they lose and that and if they win i'll be in a better mood yeah it's completely insane and so i i've i've psychoanalyzed it myself a lot and tried to understand <laughs> why right yeah. and i think for me um part of it is that i'm not you know i i'm not a religious person um i never have been um And so I don't... There's something, though, a little religious about my allegiance to the Dodgers, not in the spiritual sense, but the this concept of kind of believing in something that's outside of yourself that yeah. you have no control or power over that will kind of always be there that you can just kind of tie your identity to and your allegiance with and become a part of something that's bigger than yourself yeah I think that's a part of it um and having just spent so much of my life invested in this one particular franchise and knowing the history um pretty well and um intimately knowing like who's on the team and kind of their personal mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um I can um yeah, I it, it's I I do feel like a personal connection with the organization even yeah. though it's just, at the end of the day, it's just like a company. Right. And, and there's a collection of people from playing w- this wherever. Game. Yeah. yeah. And they're just getting money to play. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um it's, it's also outside of that. It's just an escape. I yeah. think Um just like star Wars in a way, which I've also secondized myself a lot of why I <laughs> care so much um, about star Wars. I think it's also, and there are bigger reasons for star Wars as well, but um for for both two, it's just an escape. You know yeah. it's something that is not anything to do with my personal life, my romantic life, yeah. my professional life, um, spiritual life, political, right. The context of anything. It's just its own thing that's gonna be going on probably for as long as people are around yeah. and probably in different forms, but um and that is just really comforting. Yeah. To me. And I think as an artist especially, it's it's a way to kind of unwind um, and just kind of escape to a
1: different world. Yeah, but still be invested and engaged. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think there's something in the just um, investing in a symbol, like you said, not in mm-hmm. a not in a uh, religious way in terms of looking for a higher power, but religious is consistent. Yeah, exactly. Of like, yeah, there's a, almost this kind of absurdity of like they're not the good old hometown team; they're random humans who the managers think are the best at you know playing and making money but there's still that symbol right and yeah your connection is to that symbol exactly like if in a hundred years baseball was played exclusively by robots Mm -hmm. you would still be invested right because they would still be like as long as they had some personality yeah yeah
0: Yeah, as long as they were like like kind of like (laughs) c3po-esque or something and like had some you know different they differentiated themselves a little bit from each other yeah
1: How much do you think the stadiums and the personality of the stadiums are a part of it? Like, would you love the Dodgers less if their stadium wasn't pretty cool? I don't
0: think so. I think that I would probably, wherever they played, I would kind of think it's the best one. Yeah, um, but Dodger Stadium is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go there as a kid? Did yeah. you get to go there? Yeah. yeah, and that was like the highlight. You know, it's like a three and a half hour drive from where I'm from, and we never, my family never went on any vacations ever. Okay, um, we never traveled at all. Um, but my dad's parents lived down here, so we would come down and just stay with them, maybe three times a year. Okay, um, and twice we would go to a Dodger game, and the other time would go to Disneyland. And those three trips were like the highlight of 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 the year for me and so that was always yeah the games you know if the games start at seven for example they open the gates at like four no one is there at four but i insisted on being (laughs) there at four and like trying to meet the players yeah yeah it was did you meet the players yeah oh yeah oh several times yeah if you get there if you get there early and if you're on the field level, the lower level, yeah, um, you can you can shake some hands and get okay. autographs.
1: Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, yeah, especially for a kid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, god, insane. Yeah. Now, do you go to Dodger Stadium often uh, when you're home? I do. Touring?
0: Yeah. I I probably go to not that much though. I probably go to like three or four games a year. Um, okay. Maybe a, a little more. Um, but for me, I enjoy television a lot more okay i think there's something about the way that baseball is broadcast on tv that is way more captivating than being at at the stadium which is really like kind of um Sacrilegious to say, I yeah. think But I like being able to see the faces <laughs> Of the players <laughs> Well, you like the drama it's I like, like the drama It's cut like a film, right? It's cut like a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous film And also our broadcasters are really good um, Vin Scully, who retired uh, at the end of two years ago Was the greatest in it, st- sports broadcaster of all time okay. And that's not just me saying that That's like I remember that's the just, entire world saying that when yeah, he retired I mean, like, yeah. And I grew up with his voice for my entire life And that I I like on, I cried his last game. Like that, he was truly an incredible um, broadcaster. But our new guy is actually amazing too. He's like a 28 year old who's like really into the nerdy side of things. So, okay. um, That has, I also just enjoy that. And also, when I go to games, I am too, I get too um, bothered by people around me. Yeah. I don't like the drunk people who are like on their cell phones listening to music behind that takes me out of it completely like i'm i i I kind
1: of prefer to just be alone (laughs) in my room with headphones on because it's because you're obsessive it's about the game it's not about that i mean i know that's a great communal experience to be there in the park and you're eating hot dogs and drinking beer and it's a reason for people to gather but for you it's like no I'm paying attention to yeah, the drama.
0: exactly. And I don't eat hot dogs, and I'm not going to pay $13 for, like, a garbage beer. So I would just rather be, like,
1: you know, yeah. in
0: my room, just, like, staring Focused. at the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how I want to. That's, that's how I connect with the game.
1: Okay, that's fascinating. Because I think I might go to a Dodgers baseball game just because I went to a concert, and I was so taken with it's the actual stadium. Yeah. Like, you know, I went to uh, the Metrodome when I was a kid, and Metrodome is pretty famous for being... One of the world's worst stadiums ever, and it's now <laughs> been destroyed, uh, as it, as it should have been. Uh, so it's, to see the Dodger Stadium, just that great out air. It,
0: it's yeah, and it's really, I don't know what
1: time of the concerts it was, it was kind of probably already dark when you got there. Oh, or... uh, no, it was uh, yeah, I mean, by the time the actual concert started, yeah, but a lot of people got there early, and actually, right. it was still light when the okay, first band yeah. started because yeah. that time of night in Dodger Stadium is so gorgeous, yeah, and, just to see that, yeah, oh, the
0: view of the mountain, the San Gabriel Mountains in the background, yeah, it's really. Really Incredible,
1: yeah. I just was so shocked to be like, This is a pleasant place that I would want to be just to be in the oh, space, yeah. and it's fine with me if yeah. baseball is happening while I'm there. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so I'm one of the garbage and people that so you don't ch- want around. So when
0: cheap, it's... like on SeatGeek, you can get tickets for like 10 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, day okay. I, I, yeah.
1: that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, for you, you, you're talking about the intensity of watching the Dodgers and an emotional connection. Is yelling a part of your fandom? It is.
0: It is a part of my <laughs> fandom, even
1: when I'm alone with headphones on.
0: Um, so there's two parts of it for me. There's a regular season. Yeah. And then there's the playoffs. In the regular season, I can kind of just, you know, be re- re- somewhat chill because yeah. it's such a long season. Um, but in the post season, it's, it's really a different game. It's, it, it, it's strategically different. Um, pitchers are used differently. Okay. Um, there's more luck involved because it's such a short series. The reason that baseball works is it's such a large sample size. Right. By the end of the year, all the variables kind of get you know tossed in. But in playoffs, it's like a best of five series all of a sudden and then best of seven. And the playoffs for me are a time that I feel very, very sorry for my girlfriend because <laughs> I am a complete... Maniac. Yeah, and I go and watch the games at a bar, same bar in uh, Echo Park.
1: So you want the communal experience when it's the playoffs <laughs> when i
0: want when I go to the playoffs, there's this one bar for some reason that it's all full of like obsessive nerds. okay.
1: <laughs> and I go with a couple other obsessive nerds
0: and we just we don't even talk. Yeah, but we are so deeply tightened, and there's huge TVs, and the sounds yeah. on, and the lights are off. Okay, and there have been some of the most intensely joyous moments of yeah. my life. Wow. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when we clinched. Uh, I think it was Game Seven of the um, of the or Game yeah game some going going game five going into the uh, next round of the playoffs and it was a very dramatic game and we ended up winning in a dramatic fashion and the entire place the the owner started strobing the lights off and on people were throwing beers up in the air <laughs> and just grabbing glass bottles and slamming them on the ground like you like kind of yeah. like insane like soccer uh, festivities you yeah. see in europe or whatever and i which i always watch i'm like which, like, I'm like,
1: wow, those idiots, what are they doing? But I was actually in it one time, <laughs> a couple times,
0: and I was like, this is amazing! <laughs> um, and then there's also been some of the most depressing moments of my life where I have, as an adult man, been close to tears <laughs> because my favorite group of millionaire professional athletes
1: didn't win the game. Yeah. so insane. But your, your symbol, your thing insane. that you have invested yeah. <laughs> yeah. in. Um, when something disastrous happens... How does this whole bar community react? Is there dead silence, silence and then everybody just filters out as though a horrible thing has happened? Like somebody has died? Or is there yeah. and it's yelling silence. at the calls? And... Silence. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's, just, it's just horrible, painful silence. It's just horrible, painful silence. I have left. I've gone to the bars with a couple of friends of mine. And we get dinner before and we're talking. And we're good buddies. There's been times that I just
1: leave. Without saying goodbye. (laughs) You just disappear into the night. Just disappear. (laughs) When you yell, uh, is it just a a release of emotion? Or is it instructive? (laughs) Like you, of course you shouldn't do this pitch here, not with this hitter. Are you yelling what you you want the coaches to hear, what you want the players to hear? When I'm at
0: the stadium, yeah, as
1: silly as that is, because I'm so far away. (laughs) uh, You're like, hello! Yeah, I, I just, it's just, not I can't stop it,
0: you know. Right. A lot of times it'll just be like general affirmations, you yeah, know? like, you got it, or um, or uh, you can do it, or good... <laughs> Hang in there. Yeah, good eye. Okay, good uh, eye, yeah. Good eye is a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, just totally insane. I remember when I played in high school, my, I always wore number nine, because it was John Lennon's favorite number. I was okay. trying to like... Revolution you know. number nine, Yeah, right, exactly, yeah. I was trying to like... You know, subtly get my music world in there. And uh, the coach at the beginning would say, this is kind of an aside, but he would, when I was batting, he'd be, like, if the season started, he'd be like, come on now, Niner. Come on now, Niner. And I was like, all right, cool. And then by like mid season, it became, come on now, Niner. Come on now, Niner. And by the end of the season, it was just, nah, nah, ah! And I knew that
1: translated that was, come, come on now, now Niner. Niner. <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs>
1: language evolves very shortly yeah. yeah all right so you yell uh but but even when it isn't support do you yell like don't do that <laughs> oh yeah or at the umpires okay yeah yeah that's Did, a
0: fa- that's a famous pastime
1: yeah does that ever make a difference if a whole stadium is yelling at an no. umpire does that ever break them no Okay, so Absolutely it's not. just a ritual release of yeah. emotion. Yeah,
0: but we're slowly in the process of taking down the umpires. Part of the part <laughs> of the uh, part of this baseball nerdery yeah. is that we—I use that collectively—to describe the nerd baseball community are uh, greatly in favor of robot umps.
1: Okay, um, robot players, maybe
0: not—not not robot, robot umps. players, but robot umps. Every other sport, if you're watching tennis, uh-huh. you know the ball is. Fair or... Yeah, no, on, on the line. On I'm, the line. they have That's all computerized. Valid? I don't know. Okay. That's all computerized. They have like several different cameras and they can tell. It's not just yeah. some person. Um, baseball has that technology yeah. for balls and strikes. When you're watching on TV, they show you. Yeah, yeah they like, can, you can put up like the lines. Exactly. So you can clearly see it was inside. Clearly yeah. see if it's inside. Outside. And obviously, uh, it has to be very perfect and everything. But the technology is there. But instead, we have this old dude like (laughs) like five feet behind home plate who's looking down on it he can't see the height yeah and he's just the he's just the authoritarian emperor palpatine of the strike zone (laughs) and it just makes no sense like when my girlfriend's from spain and she had never seen a baseball game in her life and when she discovered this disparity between what we can see clearly on tv and what they call she it was what is this she's so <laughs> so angry it makes no sense at all but it's this kind of um old-fashioned there's a lot of nostalgic baseball people who blah, yeah. blah you know and um I, at the end of the day it, it will change they're already slowly incorporating into the minor leagues um testing it out but it's just that is um, yeah something that one way we're slowly yeah. bringing them down
1: so you, you've mentioned a couple times about being a, a newer generation, obviously with the umpires and with all of the the new stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much does the history of the Dodgers mean to you? Like I looked up just where the name came from and found out about the trolley Dodgers—that it was named for people in Brooklyn who had to get out of way of the trolleys before they were <laughs> brutally murdered by. Yeah. Uh, rampant trolleys. is like, <laughs> yeah. well, this is fascinating. I'm yeah. much more interested yeah. in the Dodgers now because yeah. of that. Cause yeah. I'm a narrative kind of guy. Yeah. Do you care about that kind of stuff? Do you think about, Oh, the trolley Dodgers in Brooklyn and they, this is the year they moved. And does that mean stuff It does. To you? Yeah, I think so. And I think just
0: the fact that it's been going on so long, the fact that the Dodgers as an organization has been around since what, the 1880s. Wow. Um, And they've had their, the, the Giants have been their rivals since about 1890. Um, they were playing the cubs today they've been playing the cubs since 1879 or whatever like that is kind of amazing to me Uh, the dodgers specifically um the one one aspect of it that is uh, that i take a bit of you know that i enjoy is that uh, jackie robinson the first uh, uh, african-american professional baseball player played on the dodgers um and before that, um, they were, and if you've seen, I think there was a movie I never saw it about Jackie Robinson, but before that, there was a completely separate league. Okay. Right. Called the Negro Leagues. And that was all the black players played in that league, and they weren't allowed in the major leagues until the owner of the Dodgers um, decided uh, to give Jackie Robinson the call up. Okay. And so that, for me, is a source of kind of pride in the organization. Yeah. Even though, um, you know like with a lot of things like this, you can look at it from a more cynical point of view and be like, well, yeah, but really he was just interested in the money of it and stuff like that. Um, that is part of the Dodgers um franchise and history that is um that's cool.
1: Yeah. yeah because mm-hmm. even if there was cynicism and money making, it still happened it and still Jack happened. Jack Robinson still yeah. means a ton to a lot of people, right? Yeah, it's huge. Um Do you feel like the Dodgers represents anything essential or true about Los Angeles? Because, like, that symbol, that name can have that collected meaning, things like Jackie Robinson, the story of moving it, the history of what the name means. Mm -hmm. At this point in time, as a resident of Los Angeles, is there anything about the team that's like, this reflects the the truth of being Mm -hmm. a citizen of Los Angeles?
0: I think not necessarily the actual players in the team, just because... It's always changing, and there's not a lot of people on the team that are Angelinos natively. Um, it's not as, even as diverse of a, of a team as other teams. Um, but I will say that the community around it, and when I, the one thing that I really do love about going to see games at Dodger Stadium, is the incredible diverse um, uh, crowd. Okay, I yeah, mean, it's it's really. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the numbers or the data behind it, but it seems like a pretty, um, good snapshot of like the demographic diversity of Los Angeles, um, which is awesome to see. It's like, I think it, I feel like it's more so than, than other sports in that way, given that baseball is so popular in Latin America, um, through the, especially in the Dominican Republic, but also through Mexico, um, that is is really cool to see. Yeah. And also we have um on the team there's a a pitcher from Korea. There's a um there's a Japanese pitcher, and whenever they are pitching, um those the respective communities come out and support them in oh, awesome. a really awesome way and bring like Japanese flags and Korean flags. And um there's billboards in Koreatown of Hyunjin Ryu, the Korean pitcher. Okay. And it's like this it is so that part of it is a really cool um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really cool
1: Maybe there is something about yeah. it that's uh Cool, just sports in general, but that idea of the Dodgers is sort of a uh, a, a blank symbol that you mm-hmm. can put exactly. different meanings into at different yeah. times. It can, it can carry the weight because it's a popular thing that can shine spotlights on other things.
0: Exactly, and the, yeah, some of the mo- the best moments for me in the playoffs when I'm at that bar or at at the at the park is when something good happens. I, I've literally been hugging <laughs> random grown men. Yeah um and of various ages and ethnicities and whatever yeah um who i would never have probably met otherwise um you know uh, people from communities within the community of los angeles that are just you know that you would never interact with otherwise just given the your day-to-day life and so that part is really cool yeah just like kind of creating this um place in this space for that to happen yeah. i mean obviously in the perfect world that would just be happening randomly <laughs> walking down the street and just hugging random men i would love that but um it's you know yeah but you would see something to create that hugging yeah, energy where, exactly. where people are all in the happy oh, yeah. hugging space everybody wants to be hugged oh, yeah, yeah it's awesome
1: um if the dodgers just randomly called you and said hey we heard this podcast we heard that you were you were good when you were a kid would you like to play for the Dodgers? <laughs> would you would you go for it? I would probably react like you did as a kid and be like, you know what? I don't want to bring the team down. Well yeah, is is your fandom more of like their success, or do you would you still have that twinkle in your eye of like, Oh, but man, to be on that field and well, actually. Yeah. I mean I would try out. I would okay. be like, All right, well if you're serious
0: <laughs> you know, let's do it in three months and then I'd like train every day and take okay. it really seriously, but also obviously fail. I mean I'm already too old. <laughs> All right, well, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That is another cool thing about baseball is we just played the Mets, actually, and um, the pitcher, uh, what was it, the Mets? No, the Rangers, sorry. Uh, Bartolo Colon, the pitcher, is 36 years old. Oh, wow. And he's, like, pretty overweight dude, <laughs> and he's just, like, still crushing it. Yeah. It's amazing. That's awesome. Well, kind of crushing it.
1: If you could add one Star Wars character mm-hmm. to the Dodgers team, who would you add? To the Dodgers. Um, <laughs> I like that you had to specify. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's
0: uh, hmm. wow. You really sprung that one on me, didn't you? I really did. Um, I would say. Are you going through on, like your
1: nerd numbers to see like kind stats of? Yeah, and I'm
0: kind of thinking about like what position. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like Chewy would actually be would have a lot of power. Yeah. Um, offensively, I, I think <laughs> defensively he'd be a little clumsy. Yeah. So I wouldn't really know where to put him in the field. Is this height an advantage uh, in the outfield? In the outfield, it can be. Yeah, in the in the infield, it's a disadvantage. Okay. Um, like usually, shortstop. If you're taller than five eight or five nine, you okay you pretty much can't play shortstop. Um, but yeah, in terms of a pitcher, which is a the most cerebral of yeah. the positions, like the being a pitcher is is you are have to be next level okay uh, mentally okay um uh, is you have you're to psyching know, out the player right? yeah and you have to know every single batter's strengths and weaknesses and it's like a game of chess like you start them with a fastball and so then they're used to seeing that and then you go with a change-up like you take 20 miles an hour off it and then you back to the fastball and then an inside curve and then so you're like kind of this yeah. cat and mouse game and so that re- relies there's a lot of um so i actually think yoda <laughs> uh, i could see him up there actually yeah um, similar, like, imagine his um, wind up to the mound kind of being inspired <laughs> by uh, the, his dueling in Attack of the Clones and, like, a very elaborate sort of Hideo Nomo esque. <laughs> wind up I love this and I think he
1: would really
0: would really crush it
1: I think he would excel partially because he also has that great yell when he's fighting that's (laughs) true yeah he would he would yell with every pitch and (laughs) psych him out it would be it would be insane We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are questions that I ask on every episode of the podcast or variations of them. There are no right or wrong answers. Do you think about the Dodgers every day? Yes. <laughs> now, when they are not playing, what is occupying your mind to think about them?
0: Yeah, I guess in the off offseason, um, there might be a day that I don't think about them. So, okay. yeah, I might have been that a little during the year, which is over half the year. Uh, and not just every day, but multiple, multiple times, times. Like, throughout the day.
1: When you're when it's the off season, are you thinking about what decisions they're going to make for who they're yeah. going to hire, all that yeah. kind of thing?
0: Trades, moves, um, what's going on? Yeah. Reflecting back yeah. on the year before,
1: hires is not the right word, right? They don't you don't go in. What is the right hiring? Would be for coaches. You could okay kind of say that. Yeah. So what do you what, what's the verb? What do they do to a player? Well, when they, they can trade for a player, okay,
0: um, or they can, or there might be a player that they have signed. From an earlier from okay. out of college signed, okay. yeah, and that player could come up through their minor league system and, and okay,
1: and make it to the big leagues. Okay, yeah. trading in signing. Yeah, there when you go. when people walk into your home, can they tell you are obsessed with the Dodgers? No, okay, no, I uh, if they look hard enough, there is a couple little things,
0: but um, I live um, with my girlfriend, who's an incredible um, uh, artist from Spain, and. We have, a, our apartment is very, uh, has a very strong aesthetic. Okay. And uh, the Dodgers is not, <laughs> it's not part of that. Aesthetic. Okay. So is there a lot of like beautiful artwork? Just and really just... nice furniture, you know, yeah. and like, it's just yeah. like photography and stuff. And, and, and I have a, my mm. studio room and there's like, I have one little uh, tribute to the Dodgers, which is like this old um, magazine cover from the 50s, stuff like okay. that. Okay. But yeah.
1: So nice and classy. So yeah. it's like an elegant apartment, then exactly. uh, a table full of bobbleheads. Yeah. and I have <laughs> <laughs> I have like for Star
0: Wars I have this one um a man a man figure um, Oh nice from Return of the Jedi like that um from nineteen eighty. Three, you know like yeah just a little uh just little touches yeah a little you know. nice
1: nice uh I, sometimes in my life i've had the little touches not anymore yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's the big touches these well days. being
0: in this in this room with all these bobbleheads and things star wars related it, it's making me rethink everything yeah <laughs> well i can give you the uh the horror stories <laughs> of like oh
1: i still have boxes of my star wars toys in a storage unit in minneapolis yeah that someday I, I will go visit yeah um you almost answered this, uh, but have you shed actual tears over the Dodgers? You you said almost, but have you— Oh, yeah. —waters actually come out of your eyes? Oh,
0: yeah, 100%. I mean, when I was a kid, my favorite player, Mike Piazza, was traded um, to the Marlins and then the Mets. Okay. And I was—it was—I I was in baseball practice at the time, and my mom came and told me— <laughs> um it Did was you know huge? that she was delivering yeah. just devastating news yeah. Yeah. Okay. in the middle of practice i mean it was massive news it was one of the most famous trades in all of sports history okay it was on the front page of the la times it was like an incredibly huge deal um and also now with the with um hindsight being 2020 we were correct in saying it was one of the worst trades in the okay. history of sports um but i was so devastated i started crying immediately collapsed <laughs> I was, let's wow. see, 10, I think at the time, something like that, collapsed on the field, bawling, well, had to be escorted <laughs> off the field by my mom in front of all my like friends. And were they like, we get it? We understand why. Half of them were like, "We get it." Half of them were like, "What the hell?" Is this like? <laughs> and I remember coming to school the next day, and my you know asshole friends were like making fun of
1: me yeah, already yeah. as I got there, like, "Oh,
0: oh Mike Piazza's traded," and I I cried a lot that day.
1: Yeah. Oh wow. Did you continue that a level of attachment to individual players, or was that like a sort of that was I don't a want breaking to be that point for me? Again. Yeah, that was the last time that I
0: got attached. To the, yeah, that was a good point. That's after Piazza was traded, I stopped getting that obsessive about it. Okay. And specific players. Did you ever do baseball cards? Oh, yeah. So no. did you keep Dice his cards? Oh, yeah, or I, did still, I, collect, I have so many okay. Mike Piazza cards in their plastic <laughs> sleeves in my parents' little closet. Yeah. Excellent. With all Excellent. my Phantom Menace uh, Pepsi cans. <laughs> 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 you have a true collection there.
1: Uh, would you ever get a tattoo that says Dodgers forever no, no. matter what? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I could have just said no, no. after would you but, ever get a
0: tattoo. Because you're just not a tattoo person. I, just, I can't deal with the the terror of the the needle thing okay i can't do that
1: is it the pain or is it the a needle thing both okay yeah yeah if they invented pain free Mm. if it was just like they applied a little tissue and it felt nice and then it pulled away but it was a tattoo is it the marking your body that's also a part of it no at that that point
0: i would be open to it but i would want it to be like i i could only do it if it's like very small and kind of like hidden, and it's just like the LA logo or something. Okay. Cause I also love Los Angeles. Yeah. And I, I love what a city kind of stands for in a lot of ways. Um, so I could, I could get behind that. Okay. But it'd okay. have to be small and artistically placed
1: <laughs> excellent yeah, you don't want bobbleheads all over your body no, either yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense <laughs> have you ever or would you edit the dodgers wikipedia page if you saw something you disagreed with yeah, i have
0: not but i would that's a good idea <laughs> i should actually get on there and and
1: and get involved in that community yeah yeah. yeah yeah
0: that's something i could in my older age maybe my golden years yeah i could see myself so- spending a lot of time on
1: Yeah. Does it bug you as somebody who knows a lot about the uh, institution when you hear people getting things wrong or sort of long term memory being forgotten? That uh, is I don't care as much
0: about what really bothers me, though, is when people are talking about Dodgers or the game in in a way that they feel like they know. Things and they're just so wrong about (laughs) certain strategies. Like, there's a very new way, for example, that people think about uh, a pitcher's workload, how many pitches they should throw in a game. People didn't used to care about that at all. Uh, And the pitcher's career would be like eight years. Now, like, you can pitch into your late 40s. Bartolo Colon, sorry, I said earlier 36, he's 46. 46. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, uh, I completely missed the point. He's yeah, he's he's there. He can, he can see fifty, and he's still pitching. Yeah. in the major leagues.
1: And is that just because there's less wear and tear if you don't pitch quite as often? They're or managed. Space it yeah, out?
0: they're managed better, and you know they people are just smarter about yeah. um you know physical wear and tear on your body. So um I get really upset if I'm listening to sports radio and people are oh well it's so dumb back in the day you know back in the good old days <laughs> so I was like are you insane like anyway that applies to a lot of life
1: yeah no that that makes a lot of sense uh would you write a musical about the dodgers
0: that's not a bad idea either i mean it sounds like a lot of work would i do it like on spec no but if there was like (laughs) money involved then i would do it yeah Yeah, sure yeah so you'd be
1: happy to merge those two parts of your life totally yeah okay cool cool would you fight with a stranger online about the Dodgers?
0: Yeah, a... and I have. Okay, I have. Yeah, <laughs> definitely on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, just little things, kind of like what we were talking about. Like my on Twitter, I have like my Dodgers list, and it's just all kind of the the nerd people in the community who have okay. a few big followings. Um, and then sometimes I'll go into their mentions or whatever. And it's like these people just being complete idiots. And, and also some, um, there are, you know, like with any fandom or whatever, there's uh, little strains of racism and yeah. things like that. And that's when I start to get a little, uh, my blood starts boiling. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you engage people about the actual like stats and the facts? I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what, when, what what does it escalate to you to like uh get angry where you're actually like fighting not not just saying like well actually if you look at it this way do you escalate to like hey you idiot hey you piece of shit that's here's the bib out yeah <laughs>
0: i think that that i only get angry angry when when i detect um strains of um like racism or misogyny, I would say. That seems good. (laughs) Um, But I get greatly peeved if someone (laughs) is not recognizing the worth of Clayton Kershaw because of his win-loss record okay, or something, like some
1: stat that is garbage. Yeah. All right, I'm going to change this question to would you get greatly peeved because this has been a fascinating one. I've been asking variations of it for a while. And uh, I think people, to their credit, don't want to – they're happy to engage. They're happy to try to get people to see things in a better way or a correct way. But a lot of people are just like, no, I don't want to fight. And like, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's very peaceful. Right. So greatly peeved, greatly peeved. <laughs> <laughs> How would you feel if your last words were about the Dodgers? Decades hmm, from now.
0: Yeah. I'd feel And part of me wants to say like, I'd feel weird about that, but part of me feels like that's like the most poetic way to go. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, I don't know. I think I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. I'd be fine with that. Is there anything Depends else? Depends on the context, you know. Yeah. If I'm like looking at my my partner's eyes and, <laughs> and being like, oh, can you believe that, you know, they, he tried to bunt with, uh, <laughs> with, you know, with the pitcher on deck and two, or something like yeah. that, you know, but. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, if it was a happy last words. It was happy last words or, and I was just at the game or something. Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Okay. Good, good. Yeah. Would you cosplay at San Diego Comic Con as a member of the Dodgers? No, uh, because <laughs>
0: because I would be embarrassed
1: to do that. Really? It's, I don't know. Is it's that so lame. lame about yeah uh, about the intersection of nerddom in
0: yeah, baseball. I don't want to. I don't want to bring that world into the the con world. You know, it's separate. Okay. I would feel like. I would feel like I'm a jock or infiltrating this, like you know, Do you like, feel like if, you were mocking people by yeah, walking around. Yeah, or something. It's like, uh, I, something about it. I, I would just if I'm going to like a a convention, then I and if I was going to cosplay, which I never have, but I I, I would like to. Um, I would if I was going to like a a, a convent, like a Star Wars convention or, or a comic yeah. convention, I would go as like R. Singh.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, now I'm picturing with a baseball jersey, <laughs> <laughs> which I think would be pretty cool. Um, do you have uh, uh, jerseys? Is that a way that you express your interest, your obsession?
0: I know. I, in my adult years, you know, I haven't gotten really into the kind of more collectible or clothing yeah. or hat kind of world about it. I mean, part of that is just like financially. Part of it is just like I, I, just, I just don't. I don't r- relate to it in that way anymore. Yeah. I think that, you know, I have some, when I was a kid, I had all that stuff. Um, but now I, I just, I have a hat and that's about it. <laughs> that, that seems like I've like, right? I bought like a boot, like, like after you leave the stand, there's people selling like $5 shirts they made. Yeah. Like I, and sometimes they're like hilarious. I have a few of those. Okay. That, like, but that's because they're hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. So with the, your, your strong reaction to, I don't want to bring Mm -hmm. baseball to comic-con yeah how do you feel at this point there's lots of conversations back and forth on social media like i have sports fans who are like hey you nerds all of your stuff is really popular you own the entertainment world now you're the ones who are bullying us when you're like dude are you watching sports ball yeah um how do you feel at this point like is there any difference between knowing everything about Rogue One, uh-huh. and knowing everything about the Dodgers. Not really. It's, a, it's the same And it's thing, an investment really. yeah. and a, a memori- memorizing of numbers and yeah. identities. It's just a and,
0: different form of entertainment at the end yeah. of the day. It's like how you are... How you... It's just part of your life where it's not necessarily like what your friendships or relationships are based on it's what how you spend your entertainment hours or whatever and there's no difference i mean when i used to be like that like when i was in college i would be like oh sports ball or whatever and it's like (laughs) it's so silly yeah it's like the minute you actually start to appreciate it and i get that like being from the nerd community as well like i get how there's a lot of sports fans who are just ignoramuses, um, but like with anything, but also now we're uh, seeing there's a lot of yeah. uh, the other side. There are a lot of ignorant, ignoramuses on the Star Wars side too. So I think that like just with anything, you can um, you can choose to approach it in a way that's rad. And when you start to learn more about it, I think anyone would start to be like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: that's awesome. If you were about to see the Dodgers in the final game of the World Series, but a bear was blocking the entrance, would you try to get around the bear? Definitely. <laughs>
0: I would definitely try to get around the bear. Uh, the Dodgers went to the World Series last year for the first time since 1988, and we lost in, in game seven. I was in London um playing a show and the game started at midnight and it was one of the worst nights of my life um which is very <laughs> pathetic to admit uh i don't know about that but it was a terrible yeah. night and i remember being so yeah so tied to the tv that yeah. a bear and i have a my my dad's a commercial fisherman in alaska and i spend a lot of time around bears okay um and they
1: don't intimidate me <laughs> <laughs> so uh uh that, and i know that was one of the things that you said like i know a lot yeah. about uh, commercial fishing in alaska yeah. Uh, do bears just hang out like mm-hmm. with the fisher fishermen, going like, "Oh, you fishing too? Cool." Kind of. I mean, <laughs> we're. <laughs>
0: I mean, we're on. We fish out of Kodiak Island, okay. which is home—the only place that Kodiak like, bears, yeah. uh, live in the world. And uh, they're the largest bear in the world outside of the polar bear. Technically, and I found one that was bigger, but okay. um, <laughs> they're massive and vicious. Yeah, but um, we're in a boat at sea, so yeah. we're not like in, in any stark danger. But when we go for hikes uh, on shore once in a while, we have yeah. like an off day or whatever. We've ha- I've had some very this is a whole separate podcast, but some yeah. very close encounters with uh,
1: bears. Okay, yeah, yeah, I will want to hear more yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> fascinated <laughs> with bears. Uh, so for the the London uh, World Series disappointment, mm-hmm. were you, did you have to play during the game, or no, were you played, able to, to watch it? I played that that I played that night.
0: So before the game started at midnight or maybe one. Okay, and I played. Uh, this, like, I played in London. I think we, I got done at like 11 or something. Okay. And I rushed back to the hotel.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then we're just, you were alone in the hotel room? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, it was a solo show. So I just, like, yeah, took an Uber back and yeah. was just there.
1: All right. Well, I hope they go to the World Series again this year. Thank you. <laughs> so for you. Thank you. <laughs> so they can fix this. I ask everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What noise can you make?
0: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> which translates to come on now
1: niner <laughs> yeah. excellent and how would you rate your obsession we'll do a scale of uh one nine there's nine innings right did i get that right there are you nine did. innings you didn't. Uh, unless it's extra innings <laughs> so one uh being the lowest nine being the highest or you can add extra innings if you want and you hmm. can go higher than nine i will say nine okay um i'll save the extra innings for there are people that are more obsessed
0: yeah there are always more, pe- yeah. more people that are more obsessed, but that being said, I personally don't know any of those people. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I can
1: stake out a, a
0: nine. Okay, yeah, um, but yeah, we'll save the extra endings for the for the ver- for the real diehards. Okay.
1: I accept that. I feel like yeah. you are very obsessed. You yeah. have certain lines that you won't cross, but mm-hmm. some of them are a little bit more about. Well, you're not a big fan of tattoos, exactly. The the not wanting to cosplay is about different issues, exactly. But clearly, with all the numbers, with all the stranger hugging, you're clearly very obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Can you tell people where they can find you on social media?
0: Yeah, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Van William Music and yeah vanwilliammusic.com on the web.
1: Awesome. And is there a best place for people to listen to or buy your music that helps you the most?
0: I mean, buying is amazing. Yeah. And that could be anywhere. iTunes, um, Amoeba. I mean, record stores are obviously the best. Yeah. They they should have it on they should have the record on vinyl and CD. Um, but iTunes is also awesome. But honestly, Spotify is cool too just yeah. for listening. Um, Van William on Spotify.
1: Check it out. Just stream away. Stream away. Stream away. Buy away. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Here are some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll have our final questions. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast that I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash Scrimshaw. All right, final questions, just fun weird things. If you could shoot one of these two things out of your hand, which would you want, water or gold bricks? Gold bricks. Did people
0: <laughs> actually choose water? Yeah.
1: I, I, I rotate these. I haven't asked this one
0: in a while. Yeah, I'd be curious why the reasoning behind water. Gold bricks just seems so much more logical to me.
1: I think for some people, water is, they feel like that is the true value uh-huh. of the uh, of the world. That's wow. truly what's going to be most wow. needed. You know, we've had wow. some droughts here in all right. Los Angeles. Right. Uh, so they think, I get well, that. Well, I can well, always yeah. generate it. And then oh. a gold bricks, like. It's very selfless. Yeah. I think Me, it also I'm might just be like, lazy people who are just like, oh, okay, well, but then I have to take the bricks somewhere. Right. <laughs>
0: really? Yeah, I wouldn't eject the gold bricks violently anyway. I would just re- want to put them on a table and then take them somewhere <laughs> to deal with them gently place like, it gently yeah, admit it. Yeah, shoots them out. Yeah, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, I, I appreciate that you gave it some thought. Mm-hmm. But then came to a logical conclusion. You're welcome. <laughs> if you could have anything named after you, what kind of thing would you want it to be? Like a... Uh, a, a planet. A planet. You yeah. want a planet. Uh, in Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> not an actual planet. Who cares about Who an cares actual planets? All right. So you've, um, you've Vandor
0: is close. Oh, yeah. so low. Vandor is close. Um, although I'm not sure they named it after me. Yeah. <laughs> have you looked into it? I'm very sure they haven't, actually. <laughs> but that would be big. I mean, our character, anything in Star Wars. Yeah. Anything in Star Wars um named after me would be that's the dream okay i would say would you
1: want it to be van or would you be happy if a new pilot showed up that's called niner that would count yeah that would absolutely (laughs) count yeah i would be equally satisfied well i hope that happens in episode nine that poe's flying with a new buddy (laughs) i could hear niner i could hear that i could hear poe saying that Oh, good job, Niner. Yeah, I can totally, yeah. (laughs) Come on now, Niner. in the universe to me. (laughs) That's totally a pose, alley for sure. The final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Happiness is
0: being at Dodger Stadium during Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah. Um, That is actually one time that I really like going to the park and there's a lot of Star Wars cosplay for some reason that way yeah. taking Star Wars to that makes sense to me. More than the other way around, and um, it's just awesome. There's like a pre-game ceremony with Darth Vader and Stormtroopers, <laughs> and there's yeah. music in between the innings, and there's like there's it's usually on a Friday, so there's a fireworks display at Dodger Stadium with all okay. Star Wars music. And oh wow, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's all th- over baseball. Every stadium does it as well. Wow. Yeah,
1: does it only happen once a year? Usually, yeah, but okay. then like even on last
0: Friday there was a bobblehead, and our our closer, our pitcher uh, is our best one is Kenley Jansen and they did a bobblehead that was Kenley Calrissian. And so like for some reason there was this big crossover there, yeah, which is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause
1: it happened recently. Right. Because yeah. I remember seeing it mm-hmm. and I, I was looking at social media and I was I just like, Damn it! it looks My wife awesome. was like, "What happened? Yeah. What happened? What what yeah. happened in the political world?" I was like, "I didn't know there was a Stars Day, at Dodger yeah. Stadium." <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. All right. I think that is a great answer yeah. for what is happiness. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, that is our podcast.
0: You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Another one of my favorite stats is called war. And it's just this really, really heavy de- complex stat that stands for wins above replacement. But it sounds like so violent, like war, that it like kind of tricks the old timers into thinking it's like something that they can get behind. But the minute that they start learning what it actually is, they get so confused and they get so angry that they just turn off completely. <laughs>